Would you turn with me quickly to Ephesians chapter 6? I told you I'm finna flip it. I'm finna flip it real bad. Uh, 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 the Christian in his battle on the way to divine destiny. The Christian in his battle on his way to divine destiny. It doesn't just happen. It has to be intentional. Do you hear what I'm saying? All right. Verse 10 says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. Stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having the blessed praise of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit of God. The reading of God's word for the people of God. Again, my thought today is the Christian and his battle on the way to divine destiny and you know in black church we always have a subtopic and so here it is. Look at your neighbor and say, why don't you fight for it? The Bible says he shows you the end before the beginning. And so if God has already shown you the end before the beginning, why are you tripping? Look at your neighbor. Why are you tripping? It's something funny about that, that God will show you the end before the beginning. He shows you all these glorious things that he's going to do, but he never tells us how we're going to get there. What's up with that, Lord? I mean, really, I'm doing the best I can. So my first thought is this. You've got to assess, you've got to assess the enemy. You might want to write that down. Come on, hit me right there. Assess the enemy. Anybody got the points back there? Come on, Daryl or somebody. <laughs> Amen. I, I try to make my preaching intentional. <laughs> Assessing the enemy. Then my first point is this. A word of encouragement. This is what... Paul says in concluding his letter to the church at Ephesus, he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Listen, as soon as Paul was saved, he threw, his, he threw himself wholeheartedly into the battle. You know what? That's the problem. A lot of people have a lot of uh, half-heartedness. Matter of fact, in the book of Revelations, he said, I wish you were either hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. God does not like lukewarm anything. I really, I'm not too particular about cold coffee. I want mine hot, and I want it black. I don't need nothing in it, just hot and black, and I'm cool. But when I get ready for some ice cream, I want it cold. I want it firm. 
I ain't tripping, I'm just telling you. Luke uses a word in the Greek there to describe Paul's activity as a new believer. Understand that in this text, he is describing just what Zach was standing here telling you. How Zach watched God raise up others and jump over him. But I want to tell y'all something. The reason why God does that is this. It wasn't his time because whenever the ministry begins to grow, there are certain needs that are needed in certain places. And so therefore, you cannot be shot for you cannot go forward you cannot be invested in because that is not what is needed at this present time so you have to wait until your time comes in order for God to use you never mind I preach to myself until I get happy then Saul increased more in strength and confounded the Jews which was at Damascus. Y'all remember, y'all remember this boy Saul having gotten the rights from the chief priest and the high priest with the rights to go and persecute the church. He was on his way to persecute the church. He gets knocked off of his beast. You want to know something? I want to ask you this question. He gets knocked off the beast and he says, Lord, what would you have me to do? How does he know it was the Lord? It's something amazing. I was in a club, hidden in darkness. My mind wasn't on Jesus either. Had crown and coke in my hand. Five bottles of Cisco on me. I like them hole in the walls too. I mean, you don't know somebody's there until you walk up on you like, oh, excuse me, man. Get on by here. I'm laughing, but it really ain't funny. <laughs> Proving that Christ is very Christ. See, once you have a relationship with him, you will never desire to go back. I'm talking about real and true deliverance. I'm not talking about that play stuff where you want everybody to see you. Oh, look at me. Glory to God. Watch me pray. I mean, I know people that can pray so good, man, it would scare you. Paul uses the passive form when he told us about be strong in the Lord. People have been in church a long time, been in ministries a long time, and they're still on milk. I mean, they just can't take nothing. They get a phone call and they all messed up. And then the whole home is thrown out of balance because somebody got a phone call and they don't know how to respond by falling on their knees and calling on their God because they don't understand that they don't need to go back out and try to change nothing. You stay where you are. You are not ready to go out and deal with anything. You just stay right there and pray until God moves in your family. You're not ready to handle nothing. I mean, I ain't trying to trip. I'm just saying, I'm trying to preach this. Just trying to do something here. Man, I know people 90 years old still bathed in Christ. I can't believe she sat in my seat. They come in on, on walkers at the Antioch church. I ain't talking about your church. 
God done in my seat. I've been sitting in that seat for 50 years. She know that's my seat. Pastor, you better get that gal. You better get that gal before I have to get her. You on a walker. You can't get nobody. All they have to do is blow on you and you'll fall down. The word of encouragement is this right here. A lot of times there are many Christians that are uninformed. That is the most egregious thing that I see in the body of Christ no matter where you go. Is you have people talking about stuff that they heard rather than what they should know. I mean, I'm really not interested in Big Mama said every tub got to set on his own bottom. Well, I can flip it out and tell you what the Bible says. He said, let you need to bear your own burden. That means when you become mature, you need to be able to take it yourself. You ought to be able to lay hands on yourself when you get sick. You ain't got to come see me. Just lay your hands on yourself. If you got the faith to believe it, it's going to happen. Tell somebody, boom, that's it. I dropped the bomb right there and y'all didn't even get it. I mean, I ain't trying to, you know, go there back in the 80s and say, he dropped a bomb on me, baby. No, 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 no. Man, he said, be strong in God. Not from ourselves. You don't have power. You don't have the ability. You don't have enough seasoning to you to handle certain storms. That's why you have to be fathered. That's why you have to have a mother to mother you. And really what the mother does is she, she acts as a mid midwife. She helps people birth stuff. You didn't get it. The word of encouragement is simply this. I'm going to hold on until the Lord comes see about me. I'm not worried about how it looks. I'm not scared because I know that God is with me. See, there is also, listen, here's what gets me. Is that Paul is referring to the might of strength of God exhibited when he was raised when Christ was raised from the dead and the same power that it took for God to raise Jesus from the dead is the same power that he places inside of us that's why Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection the Bible teaches that God used all of his strength in the raising of his son from the dead you mind because you are in a trap house Jesus was in the house of his friends and they was lying, backbiting, stab, backstabbing. You need to understand something here is that God is not the only one at work when you're going through stuff. Something happened in Genesis chapter 1. It says, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And then it's almost like a broken thought right there. Then it begins to go on the first day he did this, second day he does this, that, and the other. Well, I, I begin to read, continue to read the word of God. It says that Lucifer was the most decorated angel in heaven. 
at his every movement. He was like a stereo. I don't know if any of y'all ever had a stereo bar in your house. But every Saturday morning, I'd hear Al Green, love and happiness. Hallelujah. And then those lights would flick on that stereo bar. Red, green, yellow. That's how it was when Satan was directing the heavenly choir. He had so much authority that people started looking at him and started catering to him. Y'all, I never want to be so anointed that I can't carry my own Bible. I never want to be so anointed that I can't carry my own water. I've even seen preachers preaching and somebody running up there. I mean, what kind of anointing is that? Somebody tell me what that's about. I mean, I don't know what's up with that. My second point is just that the word is enlightenment. Look at it. Let's look at it. Let's look at verse 11. He says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Number one. Okay, I got on three-piece suit today. I did it intentionally, okay? When I got up this morning, I pulled out a three-piece suit because I wanted to try to illustrate to you that I didn't just jump into the suit. I had to put my pants on. I had to put a shirt on because I got to preach a funeral right after this. Had to put my tie on. I had to put a vest on. Now this is just me blinging just because it's me. But I had to put my cross on. Then I put my coat on. And then to try to protect my throat and my voice, y'all saw me walk around with a stocking on my head and a wrapping on my throat because in black preaching, you got to be able to go, mm, yeah, Lord. If you're going to stay at a black church, you better know how to do something. You better know how to do something. Even if you don't know the words, you better, ah. I mean, if you don't know the words, you better still do, ah. Y'all laughing, I'm for real. Black church don't play with you like that. God never puts you anywhere where he does not protect you. Write it down. God does never let you go anywhere where he will not protect you. Even though you don't know what's going on, God is allowing you to be at that point in that stage right there. And he's protecting you even though you don't feel him. You know what? God is present right now, and I don't see him. But I know he's here. Uh-huh. It's something that Big Mama used to say. She said, what is this that makes me feel so good inside? What is this that keeps me running anyhow? Whatever it is, oh, it won't let me Hold my peace. Then the choir comes and says, and makes me love my enemies. That's hard to do. Makes me love my friend. Won't let me be ashamed. Have you ever thought maybe, well, I'm scared to step up here because I might be ashamed. I felt a little bit of it right there when, when Zach was preaching. I started, man, something started jiggling in me. I said, I got to go behind this. Pastor Raymond was doing something. He might have been on that K2 when he was making out the schedule. 
He should have let me be first so I can drop the bond, set and look and see how somebody else going to work it out. <laughs> I'm really not trying to be funny. It's just coming out this way this morning. Listen. <laughs> Paul wrote in a chain. He, he wrote about this chain that he had seen and he was acquainted with in Rome. He saw how the Roman soldiers were dressed. He saw how the centurion soldiers were dressed and, 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 and how the tribunes for years, he saw how they put their armor on. And let me tell you something. There's something funny about the armor is that it covers your front, but it doesn't do anything with your back. Which it's not said, but it's implied that you never have to worry about what's behind you. Because God's already taken care of that. Somebody missed it. You should have wrote it down. They were familiar with this. They had the imagery in their mind. That's why he uses this about spiritual warfare. And I want to tell you something. God is a God that protects both your mind your heart, your soul, your spirit, your consciousness, and your will. And you ought to thank God for that because we are free will agents. Every one of us made a choice to be here. We didn't have to come. Free will agents, we're here because we want to be here. Amen. You could have chose to go to Tyler this morning. Amen. You could have chose to do something bad last night and be setting up in Van Zandt County Jail. It ain't no fun, don't go. See, we must be aware of the fact that God, what God does is God is deliberate, he's thoughtful, and he's intelligently putting things together. But we've got to deal with this protagonist. Give me that B right there, protagonist. Let me tell you about this joker right here. He, he, he's described in the Bible First of all, as an angel of light. As Lucifer, he decorated heaven with his directing of the choir. He mesmerized other angels to the point when the archangel, when God got tired of all that pride that he had, that God said, Michael, get him. And let me tell you what angel is the person that comes to set things in order. Every now and then you need somebody in your life that, that's not scared to tell you actually how the cow ate the cabbage. You need to be able to tell somebody, listen, shut up. They just want to be seen. There's some folk that come to church just to be seen. They didn't come to get no word. They didn't come to get no victory. They came to be seen. They're like peacocks. Now, this is no lie. A few miles from here in Frankston, Texas, I went to preach at a man's church, and uh, it was like a hollering woman. Man, it was a peacock sitting out there, and it was like a hollering woman. When it would holler, and one wild day when I said, and the Lord said, I was like, man, how do you deal with that? He said, man, that peacock is saved. That peacock is here every Sunday and every Wednesday. And he likes to sit on top of my car. 
He said, if I don't get no amen from nobody else, I'm going to get it from that peacock. <laughs> Y'all think I'm telling you a story, I promise you. Pleasant Hill Baptist Church in Frankston, Texas. Peacocks hang out there. <laughs> Listen, he got so prideful that when Michael cast him out of heaven, he hit the earth and caused disorder to take place. That's why in verse 2, you start seeing God bring order back to what he had already made full and complete and inhabited. I wish I had a witness in here. Now I'm finna go and get through because Pastor Raymond looking funny. Listen, in Scripture, Satan goes by a couple of names. Number one, the devil. And the devil is found in Revelations 20 and 2. He is the accuser of the brethren. And he goes before the Lord day and night accusing the brethren. He's what I call like an old dog. Old dog will drag up an old skeleton anytime and bring it back to your yard. Just have an old dog. He'll run off every now and then, and you'll see him come back. He got something in his mouth. Eating on dead stuff. Whatever's dead, let it stay dead, church. Don't go back. The next thing is, is that Satan, he is our adversary. He is the one that opposes God and constantly seeks to prevent us from inheriting our birthright as children of the Most High God. Well, I, I think I ought to go ahead and try to bring it to a close. That's my first time saying that. In black preaching, you get at least three. The wiles of the devil is where he's talking about the tricks, the schemes, and the strategies of the devil. And uh, I want you to know this morning that uh, you can't be blown away by every wind and doctrine. There's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Can I get a witness in here? And uh, I don't care where you serve and what name is on your church. If you can agree that Jesus Christ is the Messiah of the world, he's King of kings and Lord of lords, then we can join hands and we can fight together. I don't care whether you're black, white, green, yellow, blue, green, whatever color you come up with. I just know that what my God, everything he made was beautiful and wonderfully made. Even even a little old black man like me, God made me who I am, and I'm glad to be who I am. I'm not scared to tell you that I'm a Negro. Don't let that scare y'all in here. And uh, it don't bother me too much because I've heard terms like that all of my life, but I need you to know about this person that starts off in Genesis as a snake, but by the time we get to Revelation, that joker has turned into a dragon. But I read in Isaiah that hell had 
had uh, increased itself. I need you to know in here that if you don't watch it, uh, he'll cause you to be deceived. The Bible says what happened in Genesis chapter 3 was this, that Eve was deceived, but Adam was not. He disobeyed God. So there's only two ways that Satan can ever try to cause you to stumble. And it is from these two pivots. One, he deceives and perverts and he begins to distort. Can I get a witness in here? But then the next thing is he knows when you're caught up and wrapped up, tied up in the flesh. So he will appeal to your flesh. Can I get a witness in here? If you got a woman problem, all you got to do is hang around women when you know you need to keep your mind on Jesus. You're going to have a hard time, uh, yeah, being able to stay focused around women. Never mind. But uh, my third word is the word of enablement. You need to know the arena in which you are in. Come on, man. Give him the, give him the lesson now. I, I worked on this lesson. He said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And I need you to know right now that our battle is not an ordinary battle. You're busy trying to hit him, them, and her when you need to be concerned about the spirit that is prevailing within the person. Because the Bible is clear right here. Your problem is not with anybody that's in flesh. It's a problem with the spiritual realm and whenever you pray you pray in the spirit and you talk in the spiritual realm I know I'm Baptist but I got a tongue too and I found it one Thursday night and I was at a little old white church with a big old white man standing under there saying do you want the Holy Ghost I said I already got him I passed a little old two member church I already got him he said no you ain't got the Holy Ghost when you get the Holy Ghost, someone start moving deep down in your bosom, in the pit of your spirit, in your stomach, it'll be coming up. And I said, well, yeah, I want it. I want it. He laid his hands on me. I fell out. Nothing else happened. I went home, and I opened my Bible, and I started trying to read the Bible, and all of a sudden, I looked to see if somebody had broken into my dorm room, because I didn't understand that language. And I want y'all to know something, that when you pray, you got to know how to speak the God kind of language. You've got to know how to go straight to God's heart and say, Lord, here I am, uh, just like I am. Take me, make me, fill me, and use me. But then I need to tell you that this is now an occult battle. This is how the enemy comes, and his action is always to try to influence us in a supernatural manner to be able to go against God. Because when you read 1 John, it says, Antichrist with a small c. It is not the Antichrist. It is that you are directly opposed to what the scripture says. That's why you're on discipline every now and then. Because of disobedience. I wish I had a witness in here. I know you get mad at pastor about having to deal with this discipline. But it's necessary because God wants you to know how to deal with your 
infirmity. Can I get a witness in here? And uh, if Edgar was here, I wish he'd hit a note for me. But uh, you've got principality powers and rulers of this world and wickedness in high places. In God, all right. There is an unseen world that we live in every day. And I want you to know you might be seeing something that you're looking at but it had to manifest from somewhere because the angels are going from glory to earth. And there's a battle in between uh, your asking and your getting. Can I get a witness in here? Angels are ascending and descending. Uh, and uh, I need you to know that there are some imps hanging around. And these imps are the fallen angels uh, that Satan has influence over. This is the spirits of demonic powers. In fact, certain times in the Bible you read where it says legion because some of us got more than one problem. Somebody got a woman problem, and then somebody got a, a drinking problem. I'm just talking about me. But I asked the Lord, if you change my heart and turn my mind, I will serve you for all of my days. In God, all right. I'm going to have to try to close this the only way a black man know how to close it and that's to yank it a couple of times I need you to know uh, in here this morning that uh, the armor is a demand and a command by God that if you're going to fight you got to have your armor on and uh, this will be reminded we're reminded of a few events that have happened pretty recently in America where there are riots taking place and you see uh, legions of officers standing there forming a boundary. Can I get a witness in here? And I want y'all to know that God has some boundaries for us. Uh -huh. You've got to learn how to move together with the army of the Lord. Can I get a witness in here? You don't step, and if I step, then you step. And if I step again, then you step. Because uh, God's got my back. I don't have to worry about what's behind me. I need to be concerned about what's in front of me. Can I get a witness in here? And if this were a shield, it's the shield of faith. The shield of faith is when you get sick in your body and you have to talk to yourself where the Bible says by his stripes we were healed in God all right sometime you have to talk to yourself church you got to tell yourself that I'm the head and not the tail I'm above and not beneath every now and then you got to be able to sing a song victory is mine Victory in mine. I heard them singing a little earlier as I was walking around the perimeters of the future site of the future glorious church that God is going to build in this place. I kept on walking around, but I heard them singing a song about freedom. I want y'all to know the greatest gift we have in America and also in the spiritual realm is that of freedom, the liberty to be able to serve God 
how we see fit and how God may reveal it to us. And because of that, we're able to stand and say, I've got joy, unspeakable joy, 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 and full of glory. I need you to know that my God is able. I don't know who's going through it, but God is able to pick you up and turn you around. God is able to turn you around and place your feet on higher ground. God is able, oh yes he is, to fight my battle. In God, all right. I don't have to do nothing but stand still and watch the salvation of the Lord. In God, all right. You ought to praise him. He died. Oh, yes, he died. But Sunday morning, he got up out of the grave with all power in his hand. Tell God, thank you. Amen. Come on.